Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, welcome to the Spill Your Snackable daily podcast where we talk about everything entertainment every day. Hi, I'm Laura Brodnick. I'm Mamma Mia's entertainment editor. And we're a bit dusty today because we saw some brilliant Australian drama last night accompanied by just a little bit of wine. Just a, yeah, just a little bit of wine. I'm Ki Reese from Mamma Mia's influencer agency called Social Squad. And last night was amazing. Another great Australian TV show. It's been a really strong year for Australian drama this year. It makes me happy. But that's all top secret for a couple more weeks yet. On the show today, Rihanna shut down Fashion Week with her Savage X Fenty show. Is this the final nail in Victoria's Secret's coffin? I want women to feel confident no matter what size they are, no matter what shade of mood they are, no matter what their personality is, what their race is, their religion is. I want women to feel confident and sexy because that's who we are and we deserve to feel like that. And Taylor Swift has been confirmed to perform at the Melbourne Cup. But does she know what she signed up for? I mean, what am I going to do, not come see you guys? Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I come? You guys are a blast. Yes! Dealing, dealing with the Swizz. I'll, I'll pop that's down to how see I you guys do. in the next few months. I'll be around. <laughs> next few months, confirmed. But to kick off the show today, I am Roxy. Roxy Jusenko's new show premiered last night on Channel 10 and it has delivered the best results so far for the network's pilot week for 2019. I call a spade a spade and I think people are intrigued by that. Laura, what surprised you most about the pilot? Well, I think because there was such a promotional blitz around this show before it started, including Roxy crashing into our very own podcast here <laughs> yes. for a bit of an exclusive, but because she is known to be this, you know, mega businesswoman, PR guru, entrepreneur, influencer, author, and there's always been so much kind of mystery and intrigue around her business, Sweaty Betty, like kind of notoriously, like what goes on behind the scenes, like how are the staff treated, all that kind of stuff. I guess it's that kind of almost that thing of that Devil Wears Prada, that old chestnut of, you know, the glamour and also the kind of stress behind the scenes. But I think what we saw in terms of her office life wasn't as bad as we were led to believe. Yeah, definitely. I think in the promo, it seemed, you know, that she was ruling with an iron fist, but it was a little bit of a softer side and well, not softer, but more caring side. And there, there was a reason for the feedback that she was giving. Yeah, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. It definitely looked a little bit terrifying. And I do think you'd have to be very thick-skinned to be able to work there. But I think you can say that about a lot of media places and PR agencies. But I think, yeah, they did build it up. There was kind of some ominous music going in there. But probably one of the most interesting scenes were when they were having the pitch meeting in Sweaty Betty. And they had that chick, Marley, who was the new junior publicist. And she pitched the magnetic eyelashes. And Roxy was just really straight and firm with her and quickly killed her idea for makeup booth at the races but then later on at the photo shoot where she said the model had sultana tits but moving past that a little chestnut (laughs) and kind of showing her how it all worked and stuff I've kind of like you know what that was quite helpful feedback from Roxy I mean she's a very smart woman yeah it wasn't a flippant comment or you know killing a 
idea for nothing. It was character building and I teaching mean, her things. It is hard to say if it was maybe a bit either overhyped for TV or sanitised for TV. Like, I think we'll never really know. And also, it is only the first episode. If it does get commissioned for a full series, we'll have a lot more behind the scenes at Sweaty Betty, which is what I really want to see. Same. I thought it was really great. I was really surprised. The other thing that surprised me was her relationship with her husband, Ollie. What I really liked is that... Obviously, she is just a formidable person and has a, an outlandish personality and knows what she wants. But they're kind of the definition of opposites attract. He is, I think, her, the yin to her yang. And what I found really sweet was how respectful he was of how he described her personality. Like, he never downplayed it or degraded her in any way. He was kind of just like, that's her personality and I love it. I thought it was interesting when Pixie broke up her parents' fight. Well, they said so they weren't having a fight. Yeah. They were yelling about the lights on the mirror. That was amazing a plot point in the episode and they're yelling across the room to each other and then Pixie stands in between them and says, you stop talking and you stop talking. I love that too. I think the most shocking moment from the episode was in the first 60 seconds when the narrator yes. of the show was revealed to be none other than Barry Cassidy. Barry Cassidy, the well-respected political journalist who recently stepped down as host of ABC Insiders. Social media went wild. So many people were expressing their shock and disbelief that he was on the show, which is true. It's brought this kind of element of credibility to the show. It was this very weird juxtaposition of the reality TV with yeah, someone. Yeah, it did bring some gravitas. And also he gave it, like Barry gave it his all. Like that he opening did. shot where he's like, Roxy Jasenko has always lived the high life, but along the way there has been scandal. Yeah, And then all of a sudden the music changes and there's like this montage. It's like a movie montage. It was very intense. It is obviously very over the top and opulent and, you know, there's crazy stuff going on. But it's also a really interesting look into that whole PR lifestyle. It's really interesting look into the influencer lifestyle and, like, how that actually works and into, like, getting news headlines, all that kind of stuff. Like, it's all that fly-in-the-wall stuff of how – it's kind of like how the sausage is made in that term of seeing inside the factory and what we usually see is the finished product. I love that you just used a sausage analogy. That's a well-known analogy. Did I just say it wrong? No, I said it right. I feel like you did. I'm just amazed. And now I'm hungry a little bit. Okay. Well, it is early in the morning. So if you've missed any of the Pilot Week lineup, you can watch them all now on 10 Play. As soon as they air, they drop onto the streaming service. And if you're looking for something else to watch after you've caught up on Roxy, try Part-Time Private Eyes. It's about two mums who become private investigators. It's on 10 Play now. It's also very funny. Lizzo is so badass and she's everything that Savage stands for. Yeah. A confident woman, no matter what size, color, shape, your attitude is what makes you savage. Yeah. It's the confidence that you have in yourself and it's the confidence that you can give off to people who look like you and feel like you. And those are the people that identify with the brand. Bad gal Riri, a.k.a. Rihanna, shut down New York Fashion Week last night with an empowering Savage X Fenty show at Barclay Centre in Brooklyn and it is all people are talking about today. So at the show, phones were a no-go with guests given lock cases, which meant a social media blackout. The only images we've seen are professional press images from the show. Ri herself opened the show with a couple of dancers performing a mesmerising performance that sent the crowd into a frenzy. And all the big supermodel hitters were there, like sisters Gigi and Bella Hadid, Cara Delvine, Joan Smalls, as well as actress and trans activist Laverne Cox, known best for her role on Orange is the New Black. But the standout moment came when the diverse cast of models were revealed. Models of all shapes and sizes 
sizes, races and genders, drag queens, amputees and people with disabilities. When asked by Elle magazine in a post-show interview about making space for all women, she said, It's important, right? You belong in these pieces. You, me, trans women, women of all sizes, paraplegic women, all women are important women. All women belong here on the biggest platform I can give them. Yeah, and that's really seemed like the takeaway today, hasn't it, that with this kind of empowering body positive, sex positive show, is it true that people are kind of saying that this is the final nail in the coffin for the brand known as Victoria's Secret? Yeah, formerly known as Victoria's <laughs> Secret. Uh, I think it is, definitely. I think for the last 12 months, people have been really wanting Victoria's Secret to step into this role and be like, we're going to change it. Like, this is such a big show that gets so many eyeballs on it. They have the power to really change it. And I think Rihanna's just like, if you guys aren't going to do it, I'm going to do it. I think it all really kind of started last year when she had a fashion show that was wildly applauded. It obviously had a whole mix of races um, for models. But what was really interesting is she had two heavily pregnant women walking her runway and that got all of the coverage. So her muse Slick Woods as well as a dancer. And I think after that, suddenly the skinny blonde definition of sexy didn't really feel like it belonged anymore. She'd really changed the perception. And I think it's made it even more telling the fact that Victoria's Secret aren't doing their big fashion extravaganza runway show this year. Um, Obviously, they're coming up off the back of a lot of bad press recently with one of their big CEOs saying they would never have a transgender person in the show or someone who wasn't that particular body shape or type or anything like that because he said people want to, you know, they want to watch a fantasy. But I think our definition of fantasy has changed. Now, our idea of fantasy is seeing different body shapes and inclusivity. It's not that kind of silent supermodel walking down the runway. And also, interestingly, I think Rihanna's show, like, it wasn't so much a traditional runway. It was like an experience. Yes. And that's what I think is really happening at New York Fashion Week with all, a lot of the other shows have done the same thing, where people don't want to just sit and watch these kind of mute, faceless models strut down the runway and leave. Like, I think now you can still have people walk down the runway, but they have to stand for something. They have to have a message. They have to have a personality or they have to have a skill. There's got to be something. There's got to be a reason. Like, I think in Rihanna's show, everyone was there for not just how they looked, but they had a reason. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even Gigi Hadid, I guess, stands for something, does she? Well, I think you've got to have those big hitters there because that's that's what draws, um, you know, different people in. But even down to the um, artists that they chose to perform, I think Normani was there and she is being called the next Beyonce. She is a very dark-skinned girl, amazing singer, getting a lot of press at the moment. She also had singer Halsey there, who is bisexual, bipolar, and also biracial. So I think it's showing, again, if she's going to have someone there, they're there for a reason. They're not there just because she's a famous singer or really talented. They're there because it's a good representation of other people who can relate to them. Exactly. And also the good news for anyone who hasn't managed to see it or who just wants to sit down and have the full immersive experience of watching it, you can soon watch it in Australia on Amazon Prime Video. They are dropping the entire runway show on Friday, 20th of September. So put that in your calendar. I can't wait. Victoria Racing Club has announced today that pop superstar Taylor Swift will appear at Flemington on Melbourne Cup Day on November 5th. T-Swizzle will perform two songs from her critically acclaimed new album, Lover, ahead of the race that stops the nation. It's a surprising choice given the controversy around horse racing at the moment and also that the event doesn't have the best track, sorry, pardon the pun, record with past performers. Laura, do you think T-Swift understands the controversy surrounding Melbourne Cup? Um, So, so far, Taylor Swift's only been really positive talking about coming to 
event. She told uh, Michael Gadinsky, who is the executive of Mushroom Music Group and is responsible for kind of teaming up the whole tour and getting her over to Melbourne Cup. And he actually flew to her invite-only show in Paris this week to wow. kind of seal the deal with her and make it all happen. And she told him kind of in an on-the-record chat, I can't wait to come to Melbourne. I can't wait to come to the Melbourne Cup. I've heard so much about the race. But has she, though? Because already all over Twitter, all over her fan pages, there are people begging her not to come and begging her to reconsider attending the event and performing at it. And it's going to be also, here's the kicker for us, Taylor Swift fans, it's her only show in Australia. She's performing in the kind of general admissions area, so you have to buy a ticket into the general admissions area to see her, and that's the only way you can see her perform in Australia this year. Yeah, I mean, she has to know what's going on. Oh, she Surely. must know. I can't, I can't imagine with someone with that team and that reach and that f- foresight into planning ahead that she wouldn't know there was some questions around the animal cruelty element of the race. But maybe she, without being here, she doesn't realise the extent of what it is. I think that's what it is. And I wonder, like, I, I personally think that she probably will pull out. I don't know what contractually does she, whether she, she can, can or not. If she's, pulled, if she's signed all the contracts and she's promoting it and she's saying she is going to come, I don't think she can pull out of it now. Ooh, I don't know then. I mean, Taylor Swift fans are diehard fans, so I can't imagine them not going. But it is icky given the current climate of horse racing in Australia. I just don't – I don't know. True, she, but maybe – I feel like sometimes two ideas can exist – in the one event. I think we're really seeing that this week with all the promotional events, red carpets and screenings for Ride Like a Girl based on Michelle Payne, the first female jockey to win the event. So there's been a lot of celebration there around her family and her life and the filmmakers. At the same time, there have been protesters at all those events. And I feel like there's just been a bit of a mutual understanding that they're both there with their really strong ideals and principles. And they can the two different ideas can exist within each other. So if she's saying, I'm coming here to see my fans, I'm coming here to support Australia, um, I'm sure she's making a huge amount of money for it. Maybe some people can go into the general mission area and watch her without supporting racing. She's also really smart, right? So I almost think that she has something up her sleeve that she'll do some hidden messaging or something that will play to that side of the um, activists and so everyone will be happy in the end. Yeah, I mean, you've got to look at some. I mean, they always have really big international guests at Melbourne Cup and I think it actually makes a little more sense of her coming. I mean, we've had people come before, like, remember when Paris Hilton came and she yes. kind of wandered around, everyone talked that she was dressed inappropriately. And in 2017, I think it was, was probably the worst year where they had the model Lara Stone and she had that storm out where she was crying and screaming at photographers. And in the same year, they had Paris Jackson and there was a lot of stress around that because that was she icky. seemed very uncomfortable. She didn't want to do questions. There was a lot of calling her a brat and all this kind of stuff because she didn't wear the dress. There. It just seemed like a really bad fit. It felt mm. really uncomfortable that she was there. At least with Taylor coming out, doing a song and performing for her fans at the event, it seems a little less icky, for yeah, want of a much better word. She's following Sam Smith last year. So look, two people might be able to sway it, make it a little bit better. Exactly. Well, there's going to be information going up soon how you can buy tickets for the Taylor Swift concert at Melbourne Cup. So I guess just make your own personal choice if that's something you're comfortable going and watching and supporting. Thank you for listening to The Spill today. We hope you enjoyed the episode and we would love your suggestions for topics. If you have any that you'd like us to cover, please email us at thespill at mamamia.com.au. We also want to know what you get up to while you're listening. So I know that you're on Insta. Get on your stories, post a little pic and tag us at Mamma Mia Entertainment. And if you haven't already, remember to subscribe and leave us a cheeky review. The Spill is produced by Hannah Bowman. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye.